You've arrived at the Frontline Records Rewind. Your host, Brian Healy of Dead Artist Syndrome, a little-known goth band. Executive producer, Adele Meisenheimer, and engineer, Scotty Z. You can find us here on a regular basis, so keep coming back. Right now, sit back, relax, Greetings and salutations and welcome to another wonderful edition of Frontline Records Rewind. I'm your host, Brian Healy, with executive producer Adele Meisenheimer. Hey, hey. Okay, and Scotty Z. I just figured I'd let him get the non-answer in first. All right, today in our series of getting to interview artists that we are very fond of and very interested in, all of which can be found on FrontlineRecords.us, iTunes and Amazon.com, we are going to interview one of the most pioneering, uh, specials on like a band that was just really out there doing different things when everyone else seemed to be doing the same old thing over and over again. The Vans featured Scott Hunter, Jesse Sprinkle, Aaron Sprinkle, Nick Barber, and uh, basically they called themselves Poor Old Lou, based upon Dungeons and Dragons. No, I'm just kidding, Lion and the Witch in the Wardrobe. Just seeing if you guys were paying attention. Anyway, they had a lot of great records, and I got to let Adele interview them. Uh, it's especially neat because... Uh, Two of my friends, Terry Taylor and Derry Doherty, uh, did their first record, Mind Size. Uh, that was their first breakthrough. And uh, we're basically going to go through their whole career. And then we're going to wrap up with what they're doing now. So right now, here's Adele Meisenheimer and Jesse Sprinkle of Poor Old Lou. Hey, listeners, I'm really excited to be here with Jesse Sprinkle of Poor Old Lou here on Frontline Records Rewind. We get to talk about, hear stories from Jesse about the music. He uh, helped me out because there's so many songs that were recorded by Poor Old Lou just on Frontline <laughs> Records alone. He helped me out with a few select titles. So we, we like to call this artist choice. Wonderful. <laughs> yeah. So we're kind of, we're going to start uh, sort of chronologically. We'll start in 1993 with your first project, Mind Size. It was produced by none other than Terry Taylor and <laughs> Derry Doherty, which is, uh, yeah. uh, you know, you're doing a project with him soon. We're going to talk about that at the end of the show as well, right. uh, kind of bringing it back to those beginning days. Um, yeah. Yeah. One of the, the songs that you chose was More. I love I love more. Uh, tell us why that's kind of your favorite or a fan favorite. Well, I would say I just wanted to pick the first song because I didn't want to look through the song list. But no, <laughs> um, no. I mean, there's. It, it was actually tricky to pick songs at all, just because they all have different sentimental meanings and, and background stories and stuff. Uh, that album in general is just an amazing thing to us because we've been listening to Terry and Derry since we were younger um, mm. and being able to work with them and that they wanted to work with us. It's just kind of one of those <laughs> uh, matches made in heaven. But um, more was one of the, the newer songs on mind size. It was that song. And then do I were the, were the couple that we wrote um, as we were doing the album or right before um, a lot of the old other songs were that album kind of felt like us, like a best of to us. Cause it was, 
we got to pick from all of our material mm-hmm. um, from before we were signed. So uh, there's just something about that tune, uh, just kicking the, the album off uh, driving that uh, I always uh, really enjoyed the recording of it, and I enjoyed playing that one live. So that was the first one I wanted to mention to you guys. That's great. Well, yeah. let's play it right now, Scotty. Song is more off the album Mind Size by Poor Old Lou. I knew not what to win 
right. So you mentioned also Do I, which is another song you said that was new, fresh for that album. Yep. Now, when you guys write this, is I know that um, Scott did a lot of the writing, but was this a a group project or? As far as well, we all we all came together with the arrangements um, and the general vibe of the songs, but Scott was always the one that had the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, that was his solid main job there. But I mean, we always got some insight on what the songs were about. That that band in particular, you know, we would share. Scott would share a lot about where the lyrics came from, whereas a lot of bands I've played with recently, like I don't have a clue <laughs> like, <laughs> what songs are about, but. UI was a real heavy one that he was able to share about a lot at shows, which was kind of like one of those really convicting moments. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, no, it was it's kind of cool to, to go back. I mean, I've noticed a lot of people commenting on Poralu on Facebook and this and that, which is neat, but this is a little bit more specific, bringing me back to specific songs and experiences, which is kind of neat. Mm-hmm. I like yeah. it. Good. Well, uh, fans are going to love hearing this song, Do I, off the album Mind Size.
Frontline specialty product. It's called Fall. It features Mortal, Mike Stand, The Echoing Green, Poor Old Lou, The Straw Theory, My Little Dog China, Adam Again, some little known goth band called Dead Artist Syndrome, Rose, Chaos is the Poetry, Rick Elias, Kevin Clay, Rainy Days, The Altar Boys, and The Live Savers. This album, Fall, will be about the peaks and valleys of life and be out this autumn on iTunes. Amazon.com, and of course, FrontlineRecords.us. All right, now there's a real popular song on this project. A video mm. came out, all pretty yeah. for the TV. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you got. We got to play that one, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Which is a little. That song's a little more lighthearted than the other ones, but um, it just. Ah, there's so many memories I have with making the video and going to California and doing all that kind of stuff that it brings back a ton of memories uh that uh, i don't know I, I guess for for that era of poor Lou, this this song to me and to from what i've noticed from friends and fans was kind of like our iconic you know it's like captures the essence of poor Lou at that point in time 
Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, that's definitely why that song came to mind. Yeah, that's a good one. Let's hear it. All Pretty for the TV by Poor Old Lou. <laughs> song and fun fun video if people haven't seen it it's it's out there well, on youtube of course yeah we sat down and like started studying all those uh 60s uh music videos where they're kind of on the sound stage and you could tell 
they weren't really playing their instruments at all. <laughs> uh, and then so we started mimicking that, and like I didn't even know they were going to keep some of those shots. I was trying to like not hit the drums, and then I started laughing. <laughs> and then, like, the the director ended up liking that kind of stuff, but. Yeah, yeah, that, that's really cool. Well, off this album, Sin, and there's the video, Bliss yeah. Is. I'd like to hear that next. How about you? Yeah, I would love to hear that one. All right, it, here we go. That one gets people moving. All right. Bliss Is off the album, Sin. <laughs> song there's also the song hope for always tell mm-hmm. us about that one that one is another uh, <laughs> yeah each one i could say this is another special one <laughs> i'd be saying <laughs> that like all all day long uh i'd say my world falls down and hope for always are the two that i felt like captured us on this album which i know is a, a real difficult choice to make but i think besides the fact that it had that kind of quirky twangy intro it was just uh live it was just pure energy um as a young drummer that just liked to hit things hard mm-hmm. like i loved playing that song and it had uh, it just had scott had a good way of of dealing with tough problems but wrapping it around back to there's got to be some hope <laughs> you know mm-hmm. um, even in my world falls down is a kind of a, a pain-ridden song but um 
hope for always is a little bit more of that. And we, man, it's 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 crazy to remember back in the days when we would get back when people sent letters and envelopes with stamps mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, people just were so encouraging just to hear how many people had been moved by these songs or it helped them through like really tough times. And that that's such a huge part of. I mean, the rock star stuff is all uh, a fabrication and a and a delusion at times, but uh, just being able to really bless people through music is is an honor to be able to be a part of that. So this song, I, I know, has really helped a lot of people. So. Oh, that's a great lead into this song, <laughs> Hope for Always, by poor old Lou. right along here to the next project that was in 1995 <laughs> called Straight Six. Yes. Yeah. This one was oh, in its own category, I believe. <laughs> so, Tell us uh, more. 
Well, this one was neat because we just, I don't know who even thought of it because it was way too long ago, but we just thought of having a, uh, a project that just streamed all the way from start to finish, you know, even between the songs we have interludes and it just was a, a very, you know, move it along mm-hmm. uh, project and, uh, you know, straight six worked with the, with the theme there and also we found out is a title a name of an engine or whatever so we use that for the cover mm-hmm. uh, but the first song i picked was lie 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 from this one which is kind of selfish <laughs> but um no but that that song i actually wrote the music for i mean people are like oh he's just the drummer right uh, but <laughs> i was kind of going through my 50s buddy holly-ish kind of phase <laughs> and i wrote this uh just like upbeat, really simple tune. Like if you like Van Morrison or you know Buddy Holly or whatever, um, and it, it it just turned out to be cool. It was a lot more lighthearted than than some of our stuff. And I guess doing the EP gave us a little freedom to just kind of write whatever, you know, mm-hmm. instead of fitting anybody's expectations of what we were supposed to do, which sure. I think was an, a nice transition between Sin and a picture of the Eighth Wonder, so we could kind of lighten up a little bit. Yeah, there you go. Well, all right. Well, we're going to hear Melody from the drummer, Jesse Sprinkle, on the song <laughs> Lie, Lie, Lie off Straight Six. Streets and the sunset that will last. 
So we go from yeah. lie, lie, lie to digging deep. Mm. Yes. Yeah, this one's kind of one of those heavy-duty moments for us because we, we had two singers when I started playing with the group before we were even called Poor Old Do. Mm. It was Scott Hunter and a guy named Jeremy Enoch. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We ended up picking Scott mm-hmm. for one re- reason or another, and then Jeremy went off to start a massively legendary group called Sunny Day Real Estate. <laughs> and I was a young kid. All those guys were a couple of years older than me. I was Aaron's little brother. So I was like, what happened to Jeremy? <laughs> 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 this was kind of a mending moment in the studio um, where Scott and Jeremy got to write together, and it was just really, it was very touching for all of us. Great story for Digging <laughs> Deep. Yes. So here it is, Digging Deep.
picture of the eighth wonder. That yeah. must be a real favorite because you picked like four songs <laughs> off of there. So I had to trim it down. Yeah, we don't have to do all those, but I, I really like, as I was going through them, I'm like, oh, I like that. I should have uh-huh. picked the first song too. <laughs> like, and that's one that well, everyone really loves is that first one because it's such a powerful opening to an album. But mm-hmm, um, Rail. Like, how did right. we think of that music? Like, I don't even know. Like, we were <laughs> practically teenagers. <laughs> oh, so what is it about this project that's just, I love that song, I like that one and that one? I, You know what? And, and somebody asked me the other day if like we named that last song Closing Down because it was like a foreshadowing of us breaking up. But I, mm-hmm. I honestly don't know if we'd even discussed breaking up. No, we definitely didn't while we were doing the album. Mm-hmm. Maybe we had like a sense, like an instinct that we didn't bring up or something. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Um but there was just something about that being the mature. We've done a couple records. We did the EP. Um, life was changing. People were getting married and mm. moving on to you know being a grown up. And there was just some heavier topics and some brooding songs. And um, we didn't know it at the time, but it was one of the last times we would see Gene. He mixed. Mm. He mixed the album, and uh, mm. that's one person we demanded come back just because we love that guy. Uh huh. I was blessed to be able to see him again. I I got to go do a project, play drums in a studio. I flew out from New York to California to play drums with an independent group, mm-hmm. and I got to see him again. But um, that was also a very important factor of that album. Um, yeah, having yeah. Gene on that as well. So, but yeah, very there's cool. just something about that album that just start to finish. It just kind of was a story or something. So that was always <sighs> tough for me to pick a couple Aww. songs, but. Yeah. Well, you know what? I think we should do the first opening song because... Yeah, Rail uh, is off. Yeah. Let's hear Rail. It's off the album, A Picture of the Eighth Wonder, and of course it's by Poor Old Lou.
All right. Um, gosh, I I know which ones should we pick next? There's <laughs> how much time do we have, Scotty? <laughs> um, what do you want to do? What? Let's figure it out. Should we do enough? Another one. Well, there's enough. Enough, enough okay. is actually, I would honestly, yeah, that's, okay. I don't know what it is about that song, but um, I don't think I've even heard it in years, but uh, yeah, I really, there's something something about that song. I don't even think we played it much live either. It's just one of those songs that for the album just had something to it. Mm-hmm. If it evokes mm-hmm. a certain amount of uh, emotion that still kind of affects you down the road. All right. Well, let's hear it. The song is called Enough. And it's off a picture of the eighth wonder.
so this the last song closing down yeah let's let's hear about that closing down well yeah like i like i said before i think some people had some feeling that we knew that the band in general was closing down because shortly after we did this album we broke up um and i i don't think that we planned it that way or titled it (laughs) that way Mm -hmm. but maybe it was just an appropriate closing for such a an epic and uh, involved album like that. Well, for the the, the last song of our uh, episode here with Jesse Sprinkle, we're going to play the closing song, um, the last song on A Picture of the Eighth Wonder, and it is called Closing Down.
I'm going to get uh, Brian Healy in here because I want him to talk to you about Vicora and, and, yeah. and that project. Hey, Brian. How are you, man? I'm hanging in there. How are you doing? So tell me about your Vicora project. So yeah, I mean, the basic basic story is I accidentally stumbled on a band that I love. Vicora is basically what I've been wanting for years is to have playing music with friends, playing music for the right reasons, and then just hoping that people see that. So it's me on drums. It's Alexandra Went on vocals, Kurt Schmidt on guitar, Brian Moore on bass, and we're going to be recording next month with Terry Taylor and Derry Doherty, and it's going to be fantastic. Absolutely. So stylistically, how do you think it's going to compare to, you know, everything else you've done? I mean, is it well, going to be... Uh... Is it a brand new sound you guys are going with? Well, in a way, it, uh... it's kind of throwback, which to me is weird to say 90s is retro, but... Um, <laughs> no, no, uh, I understand completely. Me and the guitarists are really into like 90s underground, like some of these bands that had a lot of explosive dynamics. and um, So there's some really pretty mellow, like clean moments, and then there's some kind of, you know, driving... Uh, distorted kind of stuff with this girl singer that just has a beautiful voice. Um, so I guess, I mean, to put it simply, it could sound like to people that follow, like, Tooth and Nail, it would be Velour and Morello's Forest meets, you know, something like Sunny Day Real Estate and Apple Seed Cast or something like that. Well, that concludes our interview with Jesse Sprinkle. Uh, Adele did a wonderful job, as always. I, of course, was incredible. But... Alas, the time has come, the big clock on the wall says. So this wraps up another edition of Frontline Records Rewind. Remember, everything you've heard is available on FrontlineRecords.us, Amazon.com, and iTunes. So this is Brian Healy for Adele Meisenheimer and Scotty Z saying grace and peace. May all your hopes and dreams come true. Scotty, call the limo.